This podcast is brought to you by She Society, sharing the perspectives and stories of women Australia-wide. Bonjour, je m'appelle Michelle Beasley from She Society and this is the Paris edition of Buzzing About Books. Now, you might hear some noise in the background. I've been in Paris for a week now, and yesterday was Bastille Day, so we had a wonderful day watching parades, flyovers, fireworks. The fireworks went for over half an hour last night. And today, the French are playing Croatia in the soccer finals. So if you hear any horns and singing, that will be what it's for. It's about to start at five o'clock, and it's four o'clock here now. So. Pre-game celebrations are already underway. Now, I'm coming to you from Le Procopes, which is the oldest cafe in Paris and one of the oldest literature cafes. I'm right next door. My apartment is on the same street, so I'm very lucky to have all the inspiration from many writers, very famous writers, who all used to frequent the cafe across the way. There was Voltaire, Rousseau, Ernest Hemingway and many public figures like um, Thomas Jefferson and Benjamin Franklin. So if you're ever in Paris it's a wonderful place full of history. They have manuscripts and artifacts from the writers. They have plaques about all the different things that have happened there. So it's a great traditional cafe with traditional meals like your cockaban and your French onion soup but also in the summertime like it is now people come and have lovely ice creams and desserts and sitting right outside my window they are sunning themselves outside and enjoying the day so that's one of the highlights of Paris for me uh, this cafe originated in 1686 and people have been frequenting it ever since. It's had a few updates, but it's still very regal with the red um, walls and the gold everywhere and the chandeliers and beautiful staircases. So even if you just pop in for a coffee or a champagne, it's worth seeing in Paris. And the little cobblestone street that I'm in, it has shops, it has restaurants, it has a bar at the end of the street, has a tea room. So it's a really great place to explore and learn a bit of history about the Saint Germain area. So that's where all the writers used to frequent, right near my place. So I'm very lucky to be staying here. The other great thing about Paris is that one of my favourite bookstores and one of the most famous bookstores in the world is right here in the Latin Quarter and that's Shakespeare and Company. Now Shakespeare and Company uh, started in the... maybe 19... or I think 1940s the first one shut down. So Sylvia Beach was an American woman and she created the very first Shakespeare and Company bookstores for people, English speakers, so they could get some English books. And it was frequented by people like Hemingway, James Joyce, all those sorts of writers. So uh, that was their hangout, and they, they were aspiring writers at the time. Ezra Pound used to go there. So they all met there and frequented the store. But in the German occupation, that store was closed down and never reopened. Then 
a little bit later, a man called George Whitman. He was an American, and he opened a store called Le Mistral, which was based on a similar thing, selling new and second-hand books, which were all in English. So he opened a store, and it still stands today. And the amount of tourists coming there on a summer's day is unbelievable. They've in 2015, they opened a little cafe next door uh, in an abandoned garage. So combined with Bob's Bakery, they now have a Shakespeare and Company cafe. And a lot of the options are vegan, gluten-free, vegetarian. So it's an alternative for a lot of people who come to Paris who can't find too many of those options. So that's pretty popular cafe as well. The bookshop was heaving when we went there and I bought two books. I bought The Great Gatsby. I have it at home and I've read it several times. It's one of my favourite books. Love the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, you can hear the horns now. And I found a really beautiful hard-bound Great Gatsby. And you get the Shakespeare and Company stamp if you go in there and buy a book they'll stamp your book for you so it's always great to get a couple of souvenirs from there so that'll be wonderful in my library a wonderful addition to the library I also bought a fun one now it's a book that was published in 1958 some of you might have read some of these stories um, it was from the Bloomsbury group and Paul Gallico wrote it and it's called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And it's a pink book, so the cover caught me the first time. And it's about Mrs. Harris is a salt-of-the-earth London char lady who cheerfully cleans the houses of the rich. One day, when tidying Lady Dance's wardrobe, she comes across the most beautiful thing she has ever seen, a Dior dress. She's never seen anything as magical and she's never wanted it anything as much. Determined to make her dream come true, Mrs. Harris scrimps, saves and slaves away until one day she finally has enough money to go to Paris. Little does she know how her life is to be transformed forever. Sounds like me, doesn't it? Paris transformed me. I first came to Paris when I was 21 and my husband proposed to me here and we've been coming back ever since. He even worked here for three years so that's why I've had quite a few trips to Paris and we now know the city very well so he'd commute from Australia to Paris and then bring me over from time to time because our kids were still at school it was easier for me to just be based at home and then they didn't have to shift so they got some really good holidays out of it as well but he's walked from one end of Paris to the other so he's a really wonderful tour guide knows his way on the metro and the RER so we can get around fairly easily in Paris and we know a lot of good restaurants and lovely places to visit so we're very lucky I think this is my eighth trip to Paris and I never get tired of it we're sort of down to the D and E attractions now we've done all the Eiffel Tower Louvre all the big museums Musée d'Orsay so this trip we've gone to places like uh, Eugene Delacroix, the artist's house with a beautiful garden. Yesterday we went to the conciergerie where uh, Marie Antoinette was jailed before she was taken to the guillotine and that told the story of the French Revolution. So 
that was great to see on the day of Bastille Day to learn about that. And they had the names. They kept a record of all the names who were killed in that way and it was quite surreal to go in there and read who it was, all their professions, and it was really quite unnerving to see how many people they took to the guillotine back in the day. So that's another place to visit if you're looking for some different attractions in Paris and you want to learn a little bit more about the French Revolution. So being in Paris, I'm reminded of the words of Voltaire who says, let us read and let us dance. These two amusements will never do any harm to the world. I love those words, especially Paris has had a little bit of a rough time of it lately, so it's nice to see them so happy. Now, I also have been to visit one of the great writers from Paris, Victor Hugo, and many of you will know him as the writer of The Hunchback of Notre Dame, as it's called here, Notre Dame de Paris. Now, there's a great story behind that. When you see Notre Dame, you just think it's the most amazing cathedral that you've ever seen, and then you realise it's actually not quite perfect. It's rather imperfect. You see, it took 170 years to build. Now, in that time, of course, different architects and engineers were involved, and when they got to the front, they realised that one of the towers was taller than the other. A lot of the uh, doors at the front were very, very different. So if you look really carefully, i I'd seen it a million times and never noticed. But this trip, looking into the literature, made me notice that, yes, it, it's an imperfect building. And a lot of people in Paris at the time didn't like it. It had been damaged in the revolution. It had that black on it that a lot of Paris buildings get. And everyone said, look, it's awful, ugly, it's not right, let's just tear it down. So when Victor Hugo wrote Notre Dame de Paris, the people, and it became the most popular book and then was translated into English as The Hunchback of Notre Dame and a Disney movie's been made. So the people of the time when Victor Hugo wrote, Hugo wrote it loved the story and they decided to just refurbish Notre Dame, give it a good clean up and embrace the imperfections and that's thankfully why we have such a beautiful building there today. So that's a little bit of a history about the Notre Dame and the Notre Dame de Paris. Uh, Victor Hugo's story, my husband wonderfully bought me a very old version in French in a bookshop and then he went and got the Shakespearean Company new version. So when I have time I try and read the French to help me improve my French and also the translation so I can hear the words but he's a wonderful writer and it's quite heavy going in French because there are whole pages with no commas and full stops in between you just have to keep reading so it'll take me a little while but that was a most thoughtful present and it has pride of place in my library for a, someone who loves books like me a bookworm it's great to have a classic like that now, talking about books, a lot of my friends ask for recommendations for books about Paris that they might like, and I have a whole section at home on books that are either set in Paris or other parts of France. So 
I thought I'd tell you a little bit about a few of those today. The first one is The Elegance of the Hedgehog by Muriel Barbary. Now, when this book came out, my kids were quite small and I loved it. I had to read it probably twice to appreciate all the nuances. Um, and it's about a concierge in a building and she kind of gets ignored by everyone but she has a very rich internal life and you grow to really love the character. Now a lot of women I know were reading it at the time and loved it so if you haven't read Elegance of the Hedgehog try and search it out. It was a couple of years ago now but I'm sure it's still on bookstore shelves or you can order it and that is a beautiful Paris story. The second one that I was going to tell you about is The Paris Apartment. Now, this one is not as romantic, but it is romantic in the way that it was inspired by someone finding an apartment full of beautiful French furniture, mirrors, paintings, and they wrote a story based on that. So that's a quite magical Paris story too. So have a go at that. Now one which has received mixed reception from some of my friends is The Little Paris Bookshop. It was written by Nina George and it was translated from German. So she's German. And it's about a man called Jean Perdu who has a bookshop on a barge in the middle of the Seine. And it's more than a bookshop because it's like a book apothecary where he doles out the books to the people who need them most. And this is rather a magical idea to someone like me because I do this with my friends. They all borrow books and I try and pick the one which perfectly mirrors their mood or the book that they might need at the moment. So it really spoke to me. It's very romantic. It's about love lost and going to find lost love. So I thought it was absolutely wonderful. But I've given it to other people and they don't like it. They think it's slow. They think it's far too mushy. So have a go. Maybe borrow it from the library. I'd like to know what you think about it, whether you love it like me or hate it like some of my friends who couldn't even get through it. They just stopped, which, ooh. That's a bit of a black mark against a book, but maybe they just found it too emotional and too moving. And it's a reflection on love, death, and other quite deep subjects. So if you're not into deep at the time, and it's kind of a love letter to France, so probably coming here so often, I get that, and I get the French people. So yeah, have a read and let me know what you think about it. One of the authors that I've been to a book signing for is Fiona McIntosh and she is an Australian author. She runs a lot of writing courses and writing retreats and she writes historical and romantic fiction. Now I've read a lot of her books and loved them. The Lavender Keeper set in Provence with a spy called Luc Bonnet was terrific and all the lavender references I love and also the French Promise that was a sequel to the Lavender Keeper where 
Luke and his wife moved to Tasmania to grow lavender. I just loved both of them. Uh, Luke and Lisette. Lisette was his wife, that's right. So search out those two, The French Promise and The Lavender Keeper, and I think you'll enjoy them. Now then, the book I went to see her for was The Perfumer's Secret. And she did a beautiful presentation. She'd been to Grass, the perfume place, to research the story. And she did tell us one wonderful thing, which is why I'd love to visit Grass, is that they have perfume all around the town, like strung up throughout the town. And it just puffs perfume into the air. So wherever you go, you can smell these beautiful perfumes. And, of course, lots of... Um, fields of flowers all around them so that they can get the flowers for the per perfume so that's on my bucket list to go there and have a look around there. Now the perfume is secret. I thought that I would love it. It was good but I didn't love it as much as the other two set in France. That may have been because she wrote it in the first person so the main character you were in her head a lot so I think that may have put me off a little bit and it got a little bit too sentimental for me. I loved some of the perfume, um, learning about perfume, but I think sometimes she went into it too much. She probably loved it and she does that. Like she's got stories like the chocolate tin and, she base it, and the tea garden. So she bases it on something she loves and then goes on from there. But I think the perfume is secret even though set in France was probably not my favourite of Fiona McIntosh's books. But if it's yours, let me know and I'd love to hear your thoughts. Another recommendation is Inez de la Fressange. Now, she writes style guides and my very favourite book, my Parisian dressing bible, is Parisian Chic, A Style Guide. And in this, she teaches you how to mix affordable basics with high-end fashion. So she used to be a runway model for and the face of Chanel when she was younger. And they called her the talking model because she'd always talk to the journalists and everyone involved in shoots. So she always likes to have an opinion. And this has led on to a career as a broadcaster, journalist and author of many books. She also has a range in Uniglow uh, with her theory of basic affordable clothes. She's designed that in mind so that people can get some of her favourite looks. So that's one I would recommend. At least you can tell I'm in Paris. <laughs> So that's some of my favourite recommendations for Parisian books, things to do in Paris that are about books and literature. If you have some favourites, please tell me and I'll talk about them as well. I'm sure once I get back to my library, I'll remember a few more favourites and think, oh, I should have spoken about those. Uh, but while I'm talking about it, I'll go back to Shakespeare and Co. And some lovely little stories from there. The shop actually houses aspiring writers and artists and in exchange for them helping out in the store. So they get their room and board, but they all help in the store, which is another reason to go and have a look and meet some of the young people. 
they do book launches and signings and Zadie Smith who I saw in Brisbane at the Brisbane Writers Festival she's doing a talk there tomorrow night at seven o'clock with a poet that I don't know but if I have some free time I might wander down and see that they do give the seats mostly to students so if you're a student in Paris rock along and you'll get the best seats in the house and the shop's motto is be not inhospitable to strangers lest they be angels in disguise so I think that's a great place to leave it for today this is Michelle in Paris city of love city of light city of romance that's all from me next time I'll be back in Brisbane and I'll be interviewing some of your favorite authors for the next version of buzzing about books Au revoir. Merci. Stay sparkly. This podcast is brought to you by She Society. 